I know the podcast is a little bit behind. I apologize, but there's a reason for that, and I'll get it after the opening. You're in the doghouse. It's a return to music that I do not own the rights to. Uh, what's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. That's R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. What's up, everybody? It is Saturday. Uh, Jesus. I was supposed to have this out on Thursday, and I do apologize for that. Um, because I did plan on having this out on Thursday, but I got an email on, uh, Wednesday from the people, the good people at Sirius XM that I was up for an award and actually I had won an award and that was as the most knowledgeable subscriber of the last decade. <sighs> I can hear the applause. I don't even know. Do I have an applause effect? Do I have... Look at that. I have an applause effect. How fucking cool is that? All right, cut that shit off. All right. So, a really... I don't really care much for awards and stuff like that. It doesn't really matter to me as long as, you know, say the fan, the, the information that I'm putting out is correct. I stand behind it 100%. That's all I give a shit about. People winning money. Um, that's what I am here for. Um... But I do not take the award lightly. This was voted upon, I would assume, by the hosts, uh, producers of SiriusXM, uh, the fantasy channel itself. So I appreciate that. Um, I'll give a quick shout-out to uh, Steve Renner from Full-Time DFS, who gives me a platform over on their site uh, to talk to their subscribers. Most of my subscribers are actually their subscribers. Um, So I will always tell people, hey, Get over to full-time DFS, check out Renner, check out uh, Stephen Marcella, uh, Rob Garriak, and the rest of the crew um, over there. They're really good people, and they will help you win. Um, also give a shout-out to a couple people within the industry who I do give this information out behind the scenes. Um, 
and they and they give me feedback on it, and that's Howard Bender over at Fantasy Alarm and Joe Pizapia, the writer of the Fantasy Black Book, which I recommend everybody getting. If you have not gotten it, it's only, I believe it's like $15 over on Amazon. You can get a hard, cover, uh, hard copy of that. They also have a Kindle version. I believe that's much less over there. So, And he has his Fantasy Black Book podcast. Over on the In This League uh, podcast network, you can find that you can find that all over um, if you're doing Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't know if they do Spotify and stuff. I, I know for a fact that it's over on Apple, which is where I get it. So uh, just go to your iTunes, look up the Fancy Black Book. He's over there. Um, and while we're doing uh, podcast shout-outs, shout-out uh, uh, shout out to my buddy Church out in Vegas uh, who does this independent opinion podcast. Uh, we talk about that every once in a while when I actually fucking remember and I'm not brain dead. So get over there, check his podcast out. Talking about topics out there in the mainstream and kind of going through it and giving thoughts and opinions one way or the other. So uh, definitely go check that out. But this is the Doghouse. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast, and that's what we are here for. Um, not only... Was I messing around with uh, having to put together um, a Zoom a Zoom meeting that got recorded that went out on SiriusXM? You can check it out. That's part of their Diamond Reward Decade Diamond Rewards uh, of, of Rewards Awards uh, shows that went out uh, 8 a.m. Uh, just this last, actually yesterday Friday morning uh, over there. That's 8 a.m. Central, so nine. It doesn't matter. It's on demand. You can check it out if you want to. I'm towards the end of it, if that's all you care about. Um, but really the bulk of what I've been doing the last few days has been uh, really having to go through the COVID-19 uh, reserve list updates, uh, all the update, uh, all the opt-outs, and how to really get that put into the... Uh, depth charts without making it look all kind of clunky and and shitty for everybody um you know my my depth charts are definitely dip more different than anybody else's you know a lot of people just make a regular list we actually put the players into uh positions and and such so you know when you're doing the off season changes with the departures and the arrivals uh putting the uh the budgets that are are left, uh, it, it tends to get cluttered, uh, if not doing it properly. I'm really hoping this is the only year that we're doing this shit with the COVID-19 because um, I'm not really happy with it. Um, but all the players on your depth charts are going to be denoted, denoted with a star. There is a thing on there for you that, that tells you on every single page, hey, this star equals reserve slash COVID list. There's also a small uh, area, because <laughs> there's so much information on the sheets, uh, where there is a COVID opt-out opt spot um, on there, the players that are opting out for the year. Now, it's not going to tell you whether or not it's the high risk uh, versus just the voluntarily opt-out. It's just the players that are not there that are opting out. Um, I'm going to have to update this daily. Because uh, it, it took me probably the bulk of about five hours this week, um, mostly uh, 
yesterday and a little bit this morning uh, to really put this together and add this in there. Um, but now it's just basically taking it day by day. Just go through it. Anybody that's coming back, you know, we take the star off, um, stuff like that. So it's it's all ready to go. I have everything for the depth charts, you know, uh, minus whatever updates we get today. Um, it's all done. So those will, those will be ready to go for tomorrow. Um, I'll double check them before I actually email them out. You'll have a new ADP chart, uh, which we really need to get to get into on one player in particular. Um, but uh, one thing that I will note for right now, so because it, I was really kind of wondering how they were handling the salary caps with the guys that are opting out, and we have an I have an answer for you on that. And that is basically that if a guy has opted out, we'll use New England in particular, right? Because they had two big names come off on their defense, which was Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung, inside linebacker and safety for the New England Patriots. So they came off the salary cap. So New England was sitting there, um, you know, strapped right up against the cap, right? That was the whole thing with the Cam Newton uh, signing, why his, you know, price was so low, right? Because um, that's all they could really afford outside of, you know, say, bon- you know, performance bonuses that he get. So they basically went from being up against the cap, they were somewhere around like $5 million, something like that. Um, I'd have to, you know, pull up an old one to really get it, but... Nonetheless, they are now at a salary cap available of $25,622,784. That is from SpotTrack.com. So that means that any of these guys that come off, their salary gets deferred to the next year. They take, you know, depending upon if they're uh, just voluntarily opting out, it's $150,000. Uh, stipend that comes off of their salary next year, or it's a $350,000 if they're high risk. Um, And that's huge because that means that we're probably still going to see some free agencies type stuff going on. And we have seen some of that stuff and I've taken care of that for the last few days. So um, I'm really, really, really hard pressed on wanting to pull that draft guide out next Sunday. I'm doing it as I'm working on it as it is coming out on Sunday, but I may, I may do one of two things. I may delay it a couple of days and I'm saying a couple of days because I want to do another ADP chart next weekend. I think it's very important. Reason being is because you've got guys like Clyde Edwards, Alaire who jumped from being, uh, let me pull this up here real quick. Um, okay, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, last Sunday, when we put the chart up, he had dropped down to RB17, 29th pick overall. That was the NFFC ADP from the ADP chart from the NFFC, right? I pulled it up for today from last Sunday. He is now RB10. 
He's the 12th overall pick. So now we need to make a decision on whether or not we are going to follow what everybody thinks and jump on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, or if we're going to sit back a bit. There also was news in Tampa with Ronald in, in regards to Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn. LaShawn McCoy is back. I'm letting your groans kind of filter through because I, I, I know. I know. He sucks. He showed last year with the Kansas City Chiefs that he was not the same player that he used to be, right? He's been in the league for what? A decade? Are we going to do anything with LaShawn McCoy? Or are we going to let the whole thing go? The whole position for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go? Now, I can make an argument that the only reason that LaShawn McCoy is actually in camp is because they need a camp body. I can make that argument. You have Keyshawn Vaughn, Raymond Calais, the seventh-round pick out of Louisiana Lafayette, guy that we really, really kind of liked, and Aka Cedric Ware. They're all on the COVID list. As far as the reserve list. So even though they gave LaShawn McCoy a million dollars, is it is he only there to fill up depth in case there's more of an outbreak? Or is he actually going to be utilized? We've seen Tampa take a lot of veterans, bring a lot of veterans in, right? For offense, Rob Gronkowski, um, a couple other guys. God damn it! Ugh. Actually, they didn't bring in nearly as many as they thought. <laughs> Way to go, idiot! Tom Brady. Um, you know, it's kind of an old guys, old guys movement that's that's happened down there. Of course, you know, not a bad place to retire down in Florida, right? So it's really going to come down to whether or not you are going to want to even dip your toes into the waters there. I'm going to tell you right now, me personally, I'm not fucking touching it. Not touching it whatsoever. But uh, we're going to keep an eye on, you know, skill player movements, you know, from the reserve COVID-19 list. Um, any type of rookie that has actually had this, I want to see, because we did have training camps actually open this week, right? That's where all this testing is coming from. So we're going to have to see and play it by ear on what's going to happen there. Um, and then I got to decide what I'm going to do with the, with the guide. I'm still, I, I, I told you maybe I might back it off a couple of days because I want to get the tier lists out. Um, what I may actually do, though, is, and I just actually thought of this today, was actually take that ADP chart, put the draft guide out, put the ADP chart out on Sunday as well, and then do the tiers right off the ADP chart. I'll make a separate chart. You know, it'll be it'll be the, the doghouse draft guide uh, tier charts. Do it right there. Because then it's easier to cut and paste. Like you'll have, 
you know, the ADPs on the draft guide for the players on their teams and all that stuff for the last three weeks. Um, but then at least with the tier rankings, if I do it separately, um, it's going to be a lot easier, a lot quicker and a lot, you know, easier to adjust. Um, because I can, and I can actually do that weekly. So, um, I don't even know if we're going to really need to delve into that too much. I think only if anything really happens to, you know, certain players where they're actually out, they opt out. Um, apparently they just agreed on the, the whole opting out deal today. I think it was Scott fish that had brought it up that it was, you know, it's, they still get seven days from the day that that happened. So here we thought that maybe the third was going to be the last day. Um, but in reality, it might be the eighth. So the day before the draft guide. So very fluid, be flexible. I don't think anybody's drafting super early. Um, or if you are drafting super early, if you're doing any type of best balls, NFC, NFC contest, I mean, you're going to have the ADP charts and everything there. Um, if you're playing NFC, NFFC, uh, or any of those type of contests, you know, where there's more national contests, um, you're probably have been listening all summer, all spring to this podcast. So, you know, where my feelings are on a lot of players and I trust in your decision-making. The ones that I really worry about are the ones that are, you know, historically drag their feet and wait until a week before their drafts. Those are the ones I'm worried about. Those are the ones that need, you know, really need, you know, updated tier charts and all that type of stuff. Once I do one tier chart, most of you guys are going to be covered. Because you're just gonna you're gonna decide based on that whether or not you, you you're gonna go along with me or not. So, and you guys are all you guys and gals um, are pretty smart when it comes to uh, drafting in these contests, anyways. Because you've been doing it for years. I've seen you in there. We've played together before. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But, uh, um. So before we get into kind of the obedience, the obedience training um, rules, uh, I do want to just say that uh, for that, if we go back to the Sirius XM thing, um, so what I got, what I get out of that is um, I do, I got to do my two minute spot, um, which is great. I like John Hansen and. Uh, Adam Kaplan were running that one. They're great guys. Uh, it was good to talk to them. Uh, Tim Reardon was the producer on there. Uh, did a really good job on the thing. I actually, li- I it's one of the things where I actually listen to it. I usually don't like to listen to myself on the radio, but um, I wanted to see how the whole show came out because it was kind of neat being behind the scenes and seeing how they are doing it with the Zoom with a with a, like a Zoom meeting uh, type thing. And it was really, really good, and that's a that's a big shout out to their producers. They're all great guys and stuff, guys and gals over there. So, uh, but I got a ring. I got the little two minute spot, and then uh, they're putting us into uh, a seasonal contest. So there's ten winners, 
And then it's going to be John Hansen and Michael Fabiano are actually going to be in that league. I don't know exactly when that draft's going to be. It's supposed to be closer to the year, I think, towards the end of August, but which is good. Um, but uh, so, you know, I'm sure people would have questions on how to approach a contest like that where you have experts in there not let alone not just one you have two experts and really highly regarded uh people within the industry right and the question i'm sure that anybody would have would be well are you going to switch up your strategies on how you do it versus what you would put in a draft guide and the answer is no You don't change. You just have an understanding of that. Um, and even with the people that listen to the the channel or whatever, right, that are in the contest, the other listeners, um, you don't change up anything. You just have an understanding that some of these players might actually jump on guys a little bit higher because they are people that listen to the channel and they'll want to tend to get ahead, grab a higher upside type guy, make sure that uh, they're not left out. It's kind of like we, what we talked about earlier this week on um, the ADP as a guide type thing. Um, if you like a guy, but you know you're not going to get him, and you don't like any of the guys that are in front of him, would you would you jump around earlier? And I said, yes, I absolutely would. Um, especially if I'm on, on one of the swing ends, right? If you're one, you know, pick one, pick two, where it comes back around where you have to wait for it to snake back around. Or if you're on the other end at the 11, 12, stuff like that. Um, I'm more willing to jump on guys that I like just based on the, just based on the fact that, um, there's some, you know, two rounds worth of picks that are going to be ahead of me. So, but you have to play that one by ear. You have to be very, very cautious on there that you're not really jumping way ahead because um, you can catch yourself um, by doing that in certain points. So, um, but no, I'm going to handle it exactly like a regular draft have the screen i'll have a screen up hopefully that's going to be able to mirror the draft board so i can keep an eye on it and see what's happening what how people are picking and yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna treat it like a regular draft it 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 doesn't phase me anymore going into a draft keep cool keep your composure don't you know not going to get all pissed off if somebody quote unquote sniped me. You're not sniped. You're not sniped. There is no such thing as sniping. It's either you're on the guy and he's go and he was definitely going ahead of you anyways, or you waited way too long on a guy thought you could get an extra round or two of value and somebody grabbed him. That's all it is. There's no such thing as sniping. I might even say it in a draft, but it, to be honest with you, there is no such thing. 
guys either go where they're supposed to go or guys or somebody might be higher on them just as high on them as you are right so it is what it is um so there's that i got that going on there um really looking forward to it i want to take that i want to take that i definitely want to take that tournament down because that'll add you know as corny as it sounds as you know um maybe anybody laugh at it but you know i got people in my life that will laugh at me for doing what i'm doing now so it doesn't really bother me but um at least not anymore um it gives a it gives a little prop to what we're doing here. Um, gives it a little bit of validity because it's out there in the open. Um, I will talk trash. I'm just letting everybody know that I talk shit on social media to everybody. When I'm being quiet, you need to be really fucking concerned though. <laughs> That means I'm I'm holding something back. So that's pretty cool. Like I said, I, the goal is to definitely take number one in that draft. But being the guy that's voted the most knowledgeable of the decade as far as the listeners, that puts a target on me as well. And I can't take that lightly. So... This is all a hundred percent, you know, full go. Um, that's, you know, I, I kind of wanted to not win that thing just so I could keep that as a chip on my shoulder. Um, but now it's I know people are going to be gunning for me, or at least that's the thought process going into it. Um, so I'll keep that, you know, in the back of my head and just and use that as the motivation. There's no relaxing in any draft that you do. There's no relaxing when you're going through the season. You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. If you're sitting there and waiting till the last minute to do every little thing, you're going to fucking lose every year. Every fucking year. Does it work out all the time for me? No. No. I my favorite my favorite draft is my home home league draft is one of my home league drafts, my Gold Humpers draft. Uh those guys listen to this podcast I love them to death, um, especially the ones that are listening because that means that they're supporting, and I really do appreciate them I, as much as I appreciate, uh, you know, like I had said, the people that voted for me um, and the people that actually subscribe, even though, you know, hey, it's free, what, it, what is it going to cost you, right? Um but I get a lot of I get a lot of positive feedback, not a lot of negative feedback. I do kind of sometimes want some negative feedback just because it makes the product better, right? That's what we want. But uh, let's get into this uh, draft guide a little bit, and then we can end the kind of end the podcast. Just make this a shorter podcast. Um, I'm gonna get back into uh, the draft guide. Let's see. We are on seven and eight. Let's just go as a refresher here. Uh, number one was know your draft. Number two, practice, practice, practice. Three, know thy enemy. Four, have a plan. Five, ADP is a guide. Six, handcuffing. Good handcuffing with running backs, and I think it's very, very smart this year. We've talked about that. 
Um, if you haven't done it before, you needed to be doing it this year. Now we get to number seven, which is safety versus upside. Quite simply, this means you are not trying to be a hero at the top of the draft by selecting a guy with injury history to try and win the draft. Play it safe with players who do it year in and year out and find your upside slash hidden gem guys later in the draft. And I cannot stress it enough this year to do this. We've talked about some of the guys that are at the top, right? We've talked about it with running backs. Um, let me get back to, damn it, get back to the NFFC. Um, we've talked about it with a guy, you know, with a guy like say Kenyon Drake, right? Are you really on Kenyon Drake, or is there way too much danger there to take him to where, and even Clyde Edwards-Alaire, right? It's a rookie coming in. We love Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Paul loves Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He picked him. He was his favorite running back. So is, are you willing to risk your draft capital to take a Kenyon Drake, Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Or is it better off waiting for guys like Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones? I am actually higher on now because of the Devin Funches opt-out for the Packers, which happened five fucking minutes after I ended that recording. Um, because even though you'll see in the new chart that I put uh, MVS out there, I think I put MVS out there and left Lazard in the slot, but what you're probably now going to see is um, a little bit more of Aaron Jones in the slot with Lazard moving out because Rodgers has more trust in Lazard than he does with most of the other guys. So I think that's going to be happening out there. Um, and then, of course, Josh Jacobs, um, who we like, and especially still at his ADP uh, staying down there. But uh, we'll get into a little bit more of that next week. So that also raises a question on guys, you know, like say, we'll use another example in here, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins. So we know Tyreek Hill can explode or he can have, you know, a real mediocre game and not even get you 10 points, right? Because Mahomes um, will tend to slow, uh, throw to Kelsey, might uh, throw out to, you know, throw short to HAC. Um, there's Sammy Watkins there who, you know, we hate. Um, and then you have another high upside guy in McCall Hartman. But, you know, there's enough, a lot of weapons on Kansas City to where Tyreek Hill isn't de- uh, necessarily needed every week, right? So that's what makes him a little bit dangerous, makes him more of an upside versus safety type guy. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins moving to a new system uh, with a new team, uh, not being the definitive number one per se, like how he was used in Houston where it was throw, throw, throw to Hopkins, right? There's more of a spread out offense where it goes to a lot of different things. So, you know, Julio Jones being behind there, uh, I we still – everybody knows my thoughts on Chris Godwin, but he's probably the safest uh, of the pass targets in Tampa Bay and Allen Robinson, uh, Kenny Galladay behind him. So, you, you know, you got four guys behind him. So 
Are you going to take that upside, or are you going to wait later in your draft, basically, to select the other guys? That's the idea. That's the idea behind it. Like we had said with most drafts, it's going to be RB heavy at the top. Always is. I don't care what anybody says on any type of radio show, podcast whatsoever. Um, that shit, it's like clockwork. It's fucking clockwork in every draft. Every draft. Even even when you do the two quarterback um, uh, uh, super flex. Arby's are always heavy. And we're going to need to talk about two quarterback leagues too, by the way. Um, and I'll do that after this, after our last uh, obedience trading thing at number eight. So number eight is one of the big ones, right? This is the drafting as a fan uh, and slash location. We all know how this works. If you have your draft in Chicago, you know David Montgomery will probably go in the first round. Why? Because some drafters cannot separate their fandom from fantasy football and will reach higher than most to get their team's guy. We all want to have our team's players, but don't reach for them so your draft is ruined right out the gate. This this is going to happen. We Paul and I talked about this with our draft, right? Because we're in between. Our draft is right in between Chicago and Milwaukee. So we have Bears fans. We have mostly Bears and Packers fans. So those guys will get drafted a little bit higher than where they're at. David, Mon- I, I should probably change the David Montgomery thing, but fuck it. It's, it's there. I don't really want to change these rules or, you know, just for context, but um, like say in our draft, Devonte Adams, right? He's definitely a first round pick, but could you see him going before Michael Thomas? And could you see him in the top five? Sure. Absolutely. You could. We could also see Aaron Jones go up in the top five. We have to keep that in the back of our heads, wherever you're at. If you're in Philadelphia, every fucking Philadelphia guy is going ahead, is going way higher than where they should be. It just, it is what it is. So be aware of it. Don't be pissed because you didn't, you weren't able to get your guy. The object is to build the best team possible with what you can get, with the players available. We don't frown when we don't get our guys. We can use them still in DFS in the right spots. That's why we do seasonal. That's why we do DFS. The best thing about DFS is just when the Packers do kind of pop up on on the spreadsheet. And I'm just like, well, I'm definitely going to have one lineup where I can actually use the Packers, right? So... That it, that's just the greatest thing ever. I love DFS. I'm still, you know, the NFL season's happening. It's happening. If it gets fucked up, there's nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. So, yeah, so I handed at two quarterback leagues. This is not super flex. This is... This is going to be two quarterbacks leagues, although super flex, you should pay attention to this as well. If you're in a two quarterback league, it's going to be very, very dangerous this year. Why do I say that? It's because of the whole COVID thing. If you are not prepared in a two quarterback league, I am not doing any two quarterback leagues. I'll do a super flex because you can utilize running backs, tight ends, wide receivers in there, right? 
So if your quarterback comes, if one of your quarterbacks comes down with a COVID where they have to be quarantined, listen, this does not matter what you feel about this whole thing. If he comes down with it and he has to, he tests positive and he has to quarantine, you can get fucked really easily. This is one of the years where I may actually keep a backup quarterback on my team. It may be worth not only doing the two IR spots, you know, specifically for COVID. This may be a year where we want to expand our benches and add a spot or two. Because we may want to keep tight ends. We may an extra tight end. We may want to keep an extra quarterback. Two quarterback leagues, you're going to be kind of fucked. Um if you weren't able to grab at least three quarterbacks, let alone four, and then you don't even know your league rules on whether or not they're going to do what I want to do with the COVID IR and possibly add a couple of spots. I have to look at my bench depth on my Yahoo league that I'm a commissioner of. I think we only carry six. I'm thinking maybe we carry eight, go full 18 players versus 16 so it's going to deplete it's going to deplete your reserves for free agency now i've heard jeff mans on sirius he has this idea for a practice squad um a group of practice pla- uh, b- b- oh, is definitely saturday um, practice squad players where you would keep an extra or where you could choose a quarterback, a running back, and a wide, a wide receiver and a tight end. Um, but it's really weird because it's like you if your guy comes down, with, if one of your active players comes down with it, you get first dibs on the guy right away, but other teammates can still... Um, bid on your players after that week or something like that if they're still on your if they're still on your practice squad like they could scoop them up and I'm like I don't know if this might be a little bit too hard for some of the league some some leagues you know guys that don't pay attention and I don't even know if it's really worth doing that I think it's easier just to actually add the two spots and then have your have your IR spots specifically for covid right Fuck the, you know, the guy broke his ankle. He'll be back in eight weeks. Oh, I'll just put him on my IR. No, not unless it's a COVID ankle. That's kind of what we're looking at here. So, but, uh, yeah, that's really all. That's really all I have. I'm excited. Um, working hard. Get this whole thing done for everybody. So we're ready to go. I know a lot of people are, have, that are, you know, subscribers they've kind of gotten back into the whole baseball groove nba opened up this weekend um got ufc tonight which i'm very excited for it's a shitty card but i just love ufc and i'm willing to watch anything that uh, uncle dana puts out there so but uh i hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend if you're listening to this uh, this weekend, or if you waited until Monday, hey, great start to the week, and uh, be back on, I might be back on Monday, I may go back to Tuesday, I think Monday I'm going to shoot for, 
So I'll see you guys on the next podcast, and uh, everybody take care. Make sure that you uh, wear your masks if you're mandated to do it because you want to keep all that money for DFS and for your seasonal leagues. I'm playing around. I don't give a fuck if you wear it. Have a good one, guys. And, yeah, if you picked up that little uh, delay slash mute, that's because uh, my audio kind of fucked up right here at the end. So I'm really out this time, but I'm leaving you with a song. It's a Christian band. It's a Christian rock band. I love it. I'm playing it the full way out. Have a good one, guys.
Go figure. I'd fuck that up at the end. God damn it. Have a good one, everybody. Peace.